0: God is good. God is good. And all the time. The world is getting crazier, but we're getting it more together. Amen? You need chaos to bring order, and that's exactly what the Antichrist is going to do. He's going to bring order out of chaos. It's showing you how close we're getting to the return of the king. Amen? That is our blessed hope, church family. That should be the most exciting thing in your life is that Jesus is going to come up come again and set up his kingdom on this earth, there will be no more child abuse, no more murders, no more nations against nations, no more people taking advantage of people, abuse, on and on. Anybody that doesn't want that, I don't know what you would want. Anyway, God is good. Quick question. I've asked a few people if you've seen the Jesus Revolution movie, and everyone I've asked has said no. How many have not not seen the movie. I'm one. I have it. Wow, quite a bit. Let me ask this question. Be honest. It really doesn't matter. How many are coming tonight to the movie? I'm coming. All right. Just so we have an idea of how many seats we're going to need for this. Gail was here last week. She lived in California during this time, and she just said it was amazing. She said the movie just, she just cried through the whole thing. Cindy, there you are. I didn't see you. Would you come up front here, please? Cindy got a very bad report from the doctor, but whose report are we going to believe? Amen. We're going to lay hands on Cindy today. Diane, would you come on over here? Stand over here, my sister. I need some people of faith to come on up right now. People of faith that can trust God for a miracle. She needs a miracle, and that's what we're believing for. Amen? Amen. Ah, look at this church of faith, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says the believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right now we curse cancer in the name of Jesus. We command this to die, to die from the very roots, Lord. I pray for peace upon my sister. I pray in her mind, first of all, Lord, the battle is in the mind. We get that, Lord. We get that. So we pray for the peace that she needs, a supernatural peace. And right now, cancer, we speak to you. We curse you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We can only trust your promises, Lord, and your promises are true and amen. So we're thanking you right now for a healing. Healing has begun right now, right now. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen with me. Amen, amen, amen. amen. you welcome, Cindy. Church family, we're here for one another, amen. Jesus said, in this world you will have, come on, say it with me, tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Lord. I lift up Larry and Judy in the passing away of their son the other day, Lord. And We just pray peace upon that family right now, Lord. I pray, Father, oh, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come. Let death be put under your foot once and for all. Never again a sick person. Never again someone dying, Lord. That's what we look forward to. We look forward to the millennial reign of Christ for a thousand years where the lion will lay with the lamb, where a young child can put his hand in a snake's nest and it won't harm that child, where if a person dies before a thousand, consider just an infant, Lord. That's what we look forward to, our blessed hope that's before us. And we thank you, thank you for that. Now we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you open your Bibles today to Romans chapter 5, verse 17. We're starting a new series today, and it's entitled The Gift of Righteousness. The gift of righteousness in this series, we're gonna see how important it is to have an understanding of this gift that God Has given to us. Again, a gift is not something we earn. It's not something, follow me now, that we deserve. A gift is something that's freely given to us by Almighty God. Salvation is a gift that's given to us freely by Almighty God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. But having an understanding of righteousness. It's a big word, we're gonna break it down, but having that understanding gets you to the place where you can receive healing, gets you to the place where you can receive provision, gets you to the place where you can receive peace, joy, all the fruits of the Spirit, gets you to the place of living in non-condemnation. I can keep going on and on and on. This is the message that set me free, understanding what I have inside of me already because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Are you with me, church family? When I say it's a gift, it's not because of my, look at me, I'm a pastor. Look at me, I'm a president. Look at me, I'm a, a, a king. Look at me, it's all because of what our Savior has freely done for us. Church family, I'm gonna say it again. And you've heard it just about every week in this pulpit, maybe in different ways, so then I could say, you've heard it every week, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. We just get to bask in it. We get to enjoy it. Yeah, there's troubles in this world. I get it. We've all had troubles. I got troubles, you got troubles. But you know what? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And as I said to my sister the other day, we don't lose. We don't lose. We don't lose. Amen. All right, let's begin. Romans 5:17. If by one man, everybody say Adam, the the Bible again, you know, you know, church history has that when Jesus Christ was crucified, they believe he was crucified over the grave of Adam because his blood went to the very beginning. The fall started it all. Redemption cleared it all. That's why some, some churches you'll see a cross and you'll also see a skull under that cross. Has anybody ever seen that? you see the head and then you'll see the bones. That represents Adam or the first man or the human race. And now the blood of Jesus Christ came to wash from the very beginning. Amen? Watch. For if by one man, by Adam's offense... Death reigned through that one. It's because of Adam that death reigned. It's because of Adam that, that, that death, sin, uh, sickness, disease, on and on and on and on came. Now, watch how he says this much more. Highlight that. Much more. Much more. So, what Jesus did isn't a little dabble, do you? What Jesus did took care of the mess that Adam made completely. That's why we are looking forward to that day when Jesus comes, sets up the millennial reign, the thousand-year period of peace on this earth. Oh, Lord, come, Lord, Maranatha. That's why every book of the New Testament, even the Old Testament, is constantly talking about Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want that new body that never gets tired. That new body that's rejuvenated all the time. That body that's going to live forever. But in this body, I still yearn. I still cry. Even on a good day, you still feel an ache. You still feel a something, amen, or a rash, or a zit. (laughs) There's always something in this life. And that's why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. And it's a fight down here. But when he sets up his kingdom, (sighs) King Jesus in Jerusalem. And then, I don't know, we'll be talking about this next month when we talk on heaven and hell But I don't know, because then the Bible says after that 1,000-year period, he is going to hand the kingdom back to the Father. I don't know what that fully means, but I'm going to be there. How about you? I'm going to be there. How about you? Amen. All right, keep going on. Let's stay on this subject today. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive a little bit of grace, a pinch of grace, an abundance of grace, when somebody comes to you and gives you a abundance, that's a whole bunch. Yeah. A lot of grace. God's undeserved, unmerited, unearned. Grace, favor, love. And of the, say it with me, gift of righteousness. Come on. Gift of righteousness. Gift of righteousness. Now watch what it says. Will reign. Oh, I can't wait to. Jesus comes. We're going to rule and reign with him. Wait a minute. Will reign in life. Underline that, church family. Jesus said it like this The thief comes not before two. I've come that you might have and that more. So there is a place, yeah, we're going to have a tax. We're going to have things in this life. But we can still come to that place of abundant life as we learn about the gift of righteousness, being in right standing with him. Here he says, look, look how it says it again, we'll reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Let me read that last part again. Much more those who receive abundance of grace and much more those who receive that just hit me. Those who receive. So we have to do what? Receive it. Receive it. The same way if I come up to you right now and say, I got a gift for you, Josh. And Josh says, no, 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 I can't receive that. I'm unworthy to receive that. I've sinned yesterday. I can't receive that. Here he's saying those that receive this gift of righteousness can and will reign in life, how? Through the one, Jesus Christ. Again, it's not me, it's Christ in me. That's the part I wanna get to. I'm gonna talk about this as we get deeper into it, but the acknowledging within ourselves that I am a spirit, that is the real me. Everything that's birthed has to come from the spirit. I have a soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, and I have an earthly Body, if Jesus Christ doesn't come in our lifetime, I 'll bet every cent I have, I 'll put my house, my car, I 'll even put my wife on top of it. <laughs> I guarantee you that we will die. that here's the percentage of death, 100 percent. Even those that have been raised from the dead died again the only person that rose from the dead and continues living is Jesus Christ so understanding that the real me is spirit and that everything that must be developed has got to be developed in there first when we try to get healing or anything through the emotion or through the flesh it doesn't work it has to begin in the heart God told Adam what did he say Guard the garden, Adam. Keep the garden. Guard it. And then in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Everything begins in there. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. What does bread do? It feeds our physical body, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Watch how it says this in the, excuse me, the amplified version. For if because of one man's trespass, his lapse, his offense, death reigned through that one, again, that's Adam and Eve, much more, actually it's Adam because all authority was given to him, amen? Much more, surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the gift of righteousness, watch, putting them into right, standing with himself, they shall reign how? As kings in life through the man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Wow. Now you might be saying, well, I ain't reigning as no king in life, but it's available to us as we understand who we are in Christ, as we understand what righteousness is, or as we understand how far God has taken sin out of the picture and wants to establish a oneness with us, it breaks all that garbage that can hinder us in this life. Come on, church family, I'm tired by being ruled by the the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm tired of being ruled by my emotions. If I feel good, God must love me. If I feel yucky, then God doesn't love me. Come on. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life In Christ, Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. I don't have to live in sin and death. I can live above that. But God has taken away the stigma of it. How? By giving us righteousness, by making us right in his sight. It's so huge, it's beyond words. In fact, the entire book of Romans practically is a thesis on on righteousness. Galatians, Paul is rebuking them because they're trying to get back to good works when he's saying, no, you can't work hard enough. It's a gift from God. And yet most religion, what does it do? Good works, good works, good works, 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 works. Why do you think the Reformation came? When Martin Luther stood there, the just shall live by faith. Just means what again? Just as if I've never sinned. Or the righteous ones shall live by faith. How are we to live? By faith. By trust in God. So righteousness is a big word. Yet from the teaching in the Bible, this again is probably one of the most important words for, for us to understand as New Testament Christians. Are you with me? In its simplest form, righteousness means, ready? To be in right standing with God. God's not mad at you. Yeah, but you don't know what I did yesterday. God's not mad at you. God isn't like a mom and dad down here that when our kids make a mistake, or to be made right, or that God... Now, some of you might get mad that I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say what the Bible says. Are you ready? That God sees you and me like he sees his son, Jesus Christ. He sees us holy, blameless, and without spot. Chew on that one. Chew on that one. Yeah, but I, God. Yeah, that I... God yeah but what about God but it begins and let me say it it begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ you must that's why Jesus didn't say you know you should be born again you know nowadays it's all oh if I feel like it I believe it the Bible is true that's why I'm going to take one week next month I'm going to teach on hell because there's a lot of Christians that don't believe in hell Well, you got a lot of scriptures you're going to have to get out of your Bible if you don't believe in hell. If it's in the Bible, we're going (laughs) to preach it here. Amen? It's the word of God. Righteousness has been given to us as a gift, and yet so many Christians walk in defeat in this life when we should be the most joyful, the most loving, and you ready, the most content people on planet Earth. I've said this a few times before. Let me say it again. There are certain people in the Old Testament that I feel got a little taste of it. One of them is King David. Another one is Abraham. Righteousness was accounted to him. He's an Old Testament man, but yet righteousness was accounted to him. How was it accounted to him? Because he believed. Watch what King David said as he's looking forward to the future. Look over at Psalm 32. Watch what he says here. David's the one that said, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. He understood he didn't have the spirit of God within him as a king and a prophet the spirit of god would come upon him and that's why many of his psalms psalm 22 my god my god why have you forsaken me or they're prophetic of messiah that was to come and prophetic of messiah that's going to come again amen but here now he's talking about sin because he lived in a day and age where everything was based on sin. They went to the tabernacle. They killed the lamb. They sprinkled the blood. They went into the mercy seat. On and on and on every day, thousands of sheep, thousands of animals killed and slaughtered. So he's looking forward to a day where this could come to an end. And it came to an end when John the Baptist said, behold, come on, you guys know it, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and when he died on that cross and rose again, he took away our sins once and for all. If you are a born-again Christian, you stand right here, right now, with no sin whatsoever in your spirit, man, the real you. You might be fighting some stuff in the flesh and some stuff in the mind, but inside of you, you are holy, you are pure, you don't get, you know I was growing up and I'm not going to say what church I was at but I was taught if you do these kind of sins it was like a bingo marker. Anybody remember bingo markers? And you get stuff put on you and, and if you committed the big sin bang, your whole soul your whole black. Well I found out that my spirit is always white if you know what I'm trying to say in Jesus Christ. Look what he says here. Blessed is he? Say this with me. He's talking about me. Come on, he's talking about me. Because what is David doing? He's prophesying forward. He's going this way. We get to look backwards now. All right? He's looking, let's just say, 2,000 years to the future. We're looking 2,000 years to the past when Jesus died on that cross. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, Watch now, because we go a little bit more than our sins being covered, but all David could say in the Old Testament was the blood of the Lamb covered it, right? Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute or hold iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. That's us. He's prophesying about us. Hey, When that generation comes, when there comes a true Lamb of God that'll take away all the sins of the world, they're to bless people. Here's how the NLT says it. Ready? Oh, what joy. Come on. You guys need a little joy today? Oh, what joy. Diane's family was over last week, and we had a giggling feast. All of a sudden, you ever have the spirit of giggle come on you? And, you know, and I just start snorting giggle. Anybody have a couple of them? And we're just cracking up. What were we cracking I don't have the slightest idea what we were cracking up about, but we're having a good time, amen? And that was without wine. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Thank you, Lord, whose sin is put out of sight. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because I don't know about you. I still struggle in this area. I mess up. I raise my voice. I do something I shouldn't do. And you get the yucks right here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And those yucks. So when I was a baby Christian, those yucks would last for weeks and weeks. Thank God I'm learning. I don't have to carry the yucks anymore. <laughs> Say this to me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yucks. All right. You guys got it. Look at verse 2. Yes, what joy for those, you almost cry, look, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt. Not guilty. There is no condemnation. There is no verdict of guilt for those that are in Christ Jesus. I am not living under the first Adam anymore. I am living under the second Adam, the last Adam. His name is Jesus Christ. In him is healing. There's no healing in Adam. Adam brought death in Jesus Christ there is healing in Jesus Christ there is provision in Jesus Christ there is life and that amen. Amen. amen whose record the lord has cleared of guilt whose lives are lived complete with complete honesty when you look at the life of the apostle paul his name was saul became paul he was a fervent a zealot he he would be like a uh, bin Laden type of guy. He was murdering Christians because these Christians were talking about freedom outside of the law. And he, when he got zapped by God, wow. He got zapped by God. And he started seeing things. I, I, I. He says he was taken up into the third heaven. That's where God reigns. And he was—he was, he saw things that he couldn't even talk about. But he makes this one scripture, Scott, that tells it all: "Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love Him." Oh, we got a glorious future in front of in front of us. Would you turn with me to Romans chapter four? Oh, my. We see the importance of this verse that David brought out in Psalm 32 that the Apostle Paul is now going to mention it in the book of Romans. Watch what he says, Romans 4, 6. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness. Come on, say the next line with me. Come on, one more time. Apart from works. works. But yet, when I grew up in my religion, it was all about works. And many Christians still feel, now, good works is good. We should let our light shine before men with our good works, amen? But that doesn't get you saved. That doesn't get you to heaven. It is belief in Jesus Christ that gets you to heaven. Verse seven. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute sin. This is the work of God. You Remember Jesus, they came up to Jesus. What is the work of God? And Jesus said it like this. This is the work of God. Are you ready? Believe on the son. Believe on the son. That's righteousness. That's accepting what he has done. Righteousness is so full that when we truly willing to accept it and let it become a part of our lives, it comes with so many benefits, church family. Let me just show you a couple. Look up on the screen. This is Romans chapter five, beginning with verse one. Therefore, therefore means it's what just happened, right? Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. The same way you have to believe God for your healing, provisions, whatever it is, you have to believe God that you truly are the righteousness of God. Even when you got mad at the dog, and I won't say kick the cat because I'd get arrested nowadays, (laughs) but get mad at the cat, that you accept this gift that was given you and me, I, Tom Fiola, don't, don't, I don't have any more righteousness than you have. In fact, let me say it like this. I don't have, and I'm saved going, getting closer to 50 years now, any more righteousness than a person that accepts Jesus Christ for the very first time today. Amen? How many here remember the son of Sam. Y'all remember that whole episode in New York? Well, you know he's a born-again Christian now, right? Reverend Bob got to go visit him in prison there. He got baptized, serving the Lord. He talks about how he was demon-possessed and them demons got cast out of him. I'm not any more righteous than him, and he's a murderer. Come on, talk to me, church family. Sometimes it's hard because we say, well, that's not just. No, God's ways are much fear than our ways. And he made a provision. Now watch what it says here. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, read the next five words with me, we have peace with God. Ready over here, would you help me out? We have peace with God. How about the center? Ready? We have peace with God. Come on, over here. We have Peace with God. What does that mean? I don't have to wake up in the morning and think God's mad at me. I don't have to go to bed at night thinking, oh, I can't believe I did that. God doesn't love me. How about this one? God doesn't hear my prayers. My Bible says the prayer, the ears of the Lord are open unto the prayers of his saints or the righteous ones, us. Okay, watch now. This gets even better. Ready? (laughs) Because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Notice it doesn't say anything about what you did, how much you gave in church, how many times you went through the door, any of that, and that's all good. You should be generous. You should get in church. You should not forsake. The assembling of ourselves. But that doesn't make you. What makes you righteous with God? Because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Verse two: because of our faith, Christ has brought us to the place of undeserved privilege. Undeserved. Think of what that means. I have never had any president of the United States call me up and invite me over for dinner. I I haven't. I have never had even a senator call me up. I've never had a privilege of a a movie star. And I'm just using these as examples because a lot of them, I wouldn't go to their house for dinner, if you know what I'm trying to say. As a minister, I've had some honors of going here, going there, and you have had some honors in your work or in your life, maybe through sports with your kids or whatever it might be. But here it says, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Think about that. What's he talking about here? The creator of the universe is saying, you're invited to my house for dinner. See, church, when the, when the rapture of the church happens, the world is going to go into what's called Jacob's sorrow. Not the church's sorrow, Jacob's sorrow, amen? Israel's sorrow. The last seven years of Daniel's 70 weeks, right? We're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Seven-year wedding feast. On the earth, the Jewish people have a seven days. God says, I'll just multiply that by years, amen? So we're going for a seven-year reign. And then it says we return with Christ, revelation, and then he sets up his 1,000-year period of peace on earth. And it then says that we rule and reign with him. All of us will have positions of authority to fulfill his will, because there's going to be people that are still unsaved living on planet earth during the millennial reign of Christ, amen? But we're You, I, the church, we are a unique people. There is none like us. There's none like us. We'll look at it next week, but 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. One translation says he's a new species of being that never existed before. That's us, that's us. There is no other group like the church. None. That's how unique we are, that we can now today have total righteousness or oneness with Almighty God. They didn't have that in the Old Testament. The high priest didn't have that in the Old Testament. Moses, David, Abraham, even though they accepted a form of righteousness, didn't have what we have Because, here it is, and we got to start wrapping up here, because we are one with him. We are one with Christ. That's why we're going to rule and reign with him in this oneness. Let me finish this scripture. Because of faith, Christ has brought us to the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently... (laughs) And joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory and that's what I just talked about you're not going to sit on a cloud throughout all eternity playing a harp amen you are not going to become an angel you are sons and daughters children of almighty God himself and we will rule and reign during the millennial reign of Christ, and then I don't fully know, and I studied it, I don't fully, a lot of them don't know exactly what that means, that God is gonna make a new heaven and a new earth. Does that mean he's gonna destroy it all? Has sin reached out so far out into the, to the universe that he's gonna destroy it all and make it all new? Has sin really reached that far? Is he just gonna make a new earth? Is he gonna, I don't know. And we'll talk about that next month. But this I do know, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But we have to start first with the seven year wedding feast. I don't know. Yeah, I've been to some weddings; they're pretty boring. <laughs> but I've been to some weddings that were like our twi- uh, our 30th anniversary. Amen. They got to kick us out of the place. People are having so much fun. Amen. But then to reign with Christ for a thousand years, I've said it like King David: I I'd be a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord, just to be in God's presence, to see the true rainbow around the throne of God. Come on, talk to me, church family. Remember, God's rainbow has seven colors. That's the number of perfection. Their rainbow only has six numbers. That's the number of man. Six, six, six. Amen? Oh, church, we got so much to go over on this. I challenge you to look up righteousness for the next few weeks As we study this, don't say, this is one of the hardest things to do is when you go up to a person to minister healing or counsel or whatever, yeah, I know that, yeah, I know that, yeah, I know that. Okay, go with an open heart. Say, Lord, I don't know it. Show me what this means. I walk in guilt, I walk in condemnation. I wanna walk in this peace that you're talking about. Somebody desire peace. Amen. Did you get a little bit today? Oh man, I just want you to taste and see that the Lord, He is good. He is so, so, so good. Hallelujah. Father, we do love you. We thank you for what you did through Jesus, through Jesus Christ. This is not about Us, it's about you and your son. We just happen to say yes to the deal and we get in. This is not about us doing all these works. This is about you and Jesus and that you from the foundations of the earth had this in place, that you would redeem mankind if Adam fell. And he did. And he could not partake of the tree of life. But we see that during the millennial reign, we are partaking of the tree of life again. We are drinking of the river of life again. Oh, Lord, how I long for that day. That's why, church family, I am look it up because we're living in warp speed days because scripture is being fulfilled. The end of time is coming. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is coming a shift of dispensations. That means periods of time. I ask you to look within your heart. Don't play around with this. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Hell is a real place. There are people in hell right now God didn't send them there. You send yourself there. Hell was not made for man. It was made for the fallen angels. But God is saying today, why don't you get into righteousness? Why don't you get into joy and peace and goodness and so much more? Today I ask you, if you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, why don't you receive the gift of salvation today? It's not about works. But what if I mess up? You will mess up. We all mess up. That's the beauty of this. We make mistakes. God knew it. And he still accepts us. This morning, if you're here, you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior. And you would like to do that today. I ask you to pray this prayer with me. It's based off of Romans 10.9. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for that. I now receive the gift of eternal life and the gift of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly. If you're here today and you have never prayed that prayer before and you did it today, I'd like to say congratulations. What I like to do as the pastor of this church is give you a little gift before you leave. I'm not going to have you stand. I'm not going to have you come to the front. But there are precious precious altar workers around the sanctuary right now. And they're going to come to you and they're going to give you this gift for you to take home. This gift has nothing to do about our church. It's a couple little books to help you get started. If you don't have a Bible, the little green card in there, take it to our bookstore. It'll give you a free New Testament. Our gift to you. That's it. That's it. Today is getting started. We'd like to help you along the way, but today is getting started. So if you're making a decision today to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you have received him as your Lord and Savior, but you're not living for him, you would like to get things going again. Or maybe you're just not sure yet. You hear a message like this, different than whatever you heard years ago, and you would still like the package, but you're not ready to fully jump in yet. So if that's you today for any one of those threes, with no one looking around, this is between you, almighty God, myself, and an altar worker that'll bring you this gift. Would you slip your hand up, let them see it, and they'll come right to you. Please put it up, hold it up just for a moment so we can see it. Thank you, thank you. Just slip your hand up, let them see it. Don't let pride get in the way. Don't let fear get in the way. Eternity is so long, forever, forever, that you just slip your hand up. They're right there to give you this gift, (coughs) to help you. We want to make it extremely hard for people to go to hell from CFFC, amen? Extremely. I don't believe in hell. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do, not believe in that horrible place. One more time, if that's you, slip your hand up, let me see it, put it right back down. (coughs) Okay, let's close in prayer. Again, tonight starts at 5 o'clock. By about 5.10, we're going to be getting going on this. So please be on time tonight. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for a great service from the teenagers, the graduates, praying for our sister, seeing a miracle, Lord, on and on and on, Lord. And to your most precious word, thank you. Thank you now, Lord, as we go. We thank you for the protection from rain that they are talking about. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. And I thank you today, Lord, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. And we are blessed be a blessing. Go be a blessing. See many of you tonight.